as God intended. Let's go. Pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Nicola Burnett, holistic dietitian and functional medicine practitioner, and proprietor of Back to Balance Wellness Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. I thank you for joining me today at Looking for Healing Talk Radio. Looking for Healing is an exciting show where you can learn from experts in the practice of natural medicine. Combined, the show hosts possess more than 100 years of clinical experience as professional healers and includes myself, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Jana Schmidt. If you are into all things natural when it comes to health and healing, then stick with us. This is the show for you. I am super grateful for having the opportunity to share and educate and expand the minds of others on the topic of natural healing, which is a topic that has seemingly gotten lost as the primary way of healing. I invite you to share the links and to tell all your like-minded friends and family that they can find us live every week at America Out Loud Talk Radio at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and via recorded podcasts at americaoutloud.com iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora Networks, and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple and Android. I'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsor of the show, Global Healing. They make beautiful natural supplements that are made with pure ingredients. And I think the product that I'm really big fan of the most is their organic vegan vitamin B12 formula. B12 is necessary for maintaining energy pathways in the body, necessary and critical for the neurological system, and I super appreciate the fact that it's triple activated, which makes it very unusual. It's made with the three best forms of B12, it contains Ormus supercharged minerals, and it is made with triple distilled biophotonic structured water. Global Healing is offering a generous... 15% off of your first purchase as a thank you to our faithful listening audience of Looking for Healing Radio. If you use the discount code when you place your order of OUTLOUD, O-U-T-L-O-U-D, OUTLOUD, you'll get that 15% off of your first purchase as a thank you. Okay, so let's get into it. We have a great show for you today. Today we're going to be talking about skin and collagen and health of both. Very interesting topic. This is a topic that everybody's always interested in, both men and women. There's so much involved with collagen and anti-aging and staying youthful, and everybody wants that. So this is a really hot topic. So we're going to jump into that today. So the first thing that I want to mention about collagen is that it's the most abundant protein in our bodies. 
And before I go even further, I want to share with you a little bit of information around protein versus amino acids. This is something that seems to confuse a lot of people, and I'm going to explain it in a way that'll be really easy to understand and more so really easy to remember after you hear this description. So think of amino acids as letters of the alphabet. And when you look at what you can create from letters of the alphabet, there are so many combinations and different orders that you can use letters to create words that we've got a dictionary to prove how many different combinations you can make from just 26 letters of the alphabet. That's actually pretty astonishing. So protein and amino acids work very similar. Think of amino acids as letters of the alphabet, as I said, as I mentioned, and the different ways you can combine the orders and how long the chains are and the molecular structures. When you combine those together, that's what makes protein. So think of the amino acids as letters and the protein as the words in the dictionary. So that's the easiest way to understand protein and amino acid. So going back to the description of collagen, collagen is the most abundant protein in our bodies, as I mentioned. And now there's a number of different types of collagen. So I'm gonna jump in and discuss that a little bit and create some clarification. So let's start there. So collagen is known or referred to often as a very complex protein. And the reason for that is because it contains 19 different amino acids. Now remember the amino acids are like the letters of an alphabet and when you take those and combine them, you get different proteins. And speaking of amino acids, I also wanna share with you that there's 20 amino acids there's two categories that they're organized into. They're either essential or they're non-essential. So what's the difference between those two? Essential means that the body has to get these amino acids outside of themselves. So basically that's from food, that's eating. Uh, the non-essential amino acids are amino acids that the body can actually manufacture on its own. Now that's if it has everything it needs to do that. If we have nutritional deficiency in the body, that's not gonna be an option or a possibility. So that comes into play as well. And I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later on. The next most important thing to understand about collagen is that every single thing in the body is made of collagen. So a lot of people will think, oh, my hair, my skin, my nails, oh, keep going. It's a long list. All of your organs are made of collagen. Your teeth are made of collagen. Your connective tissue are made with co of collagen. Your organs that digest fats are made of collagen. Eyes are made of collagen. Your endocrine system, your circulatory, your digestive, your immune system joints, muscle, your detoxification organs, metabolism, 
your reproductive system, your nervous system, your skeleton. I mean, I, I could go on. Basically, what I'm trying to explain or make very clear is that all of us are walking collagen factories from the top of our head to the tips of our toes. Now, everybody's always interested in collagen, and in the center, we do what's called whole body scans. We connect you to different uh, devices through computers, and they are able to send frequencies in the body and get a reading on all kinds of things. One of the things that we get a reading on very easily is collagen manufacturing in the body and the status or the ability of the body to manufacture collagen on a day-to-day -day basis. And as probably many of you might anticipate, we're not doing such a good job. And how do we know that? Well, just go walk around a, a local store, like a you know big box store, grocery store, and you will be able to see uh, so many people that, you know, perhaps look premature aged. That's, that's a, a mark of our society that is pretty predominant. Now, the main reason for lack of collagen is one thing. It's lack of nutrition. That's it. So you can't manufacture something from nothing can't make something from nothing. And so think about nutrition as the currency of our body. So if somebody in the listening audience, any of us uh, were to experience losing all of our money, you know, very quickly or suddenly, maybe losing a job or whatever it might be, every single aspect of your existence is affected. Your mental health, your purchasing power, uh, maybe you aren't able to buy healthy food anymore, so your health declines. Uh, maybe um, you, know, you aren't able to put gas in the car, you have to restrict where you drive and how often you drive if funding is limited. You get the idea, on and on and on. So it's exactly the same. What money is to you, insofar as capacity to move and go and do and purchase and make things happen, it's a resource. The same is of collagen, or I should say the same really is of vitamins and minerals because you make collagen from nutrition. And actually it's not just limited to vitamins and minerals. It includes both the macronutrients and it includes as well your micronutrients. So your macronutrients are your carbohydrates, your lipids, or your fats, and your proteins. And your micronutrients are your vitamins and your minerals. So we need a strong nutrition status in order to manufacture collagen. And as many of you who have heard uh, my program before on previous episodes or podcasts, we are in an epidemic of malnutrition. And the entire population, at least that I work with in the United States, is really unaware of this. I have a lot of clients that may come in and understand how the food supply has been pillaged and raped and damaged, but they're shocked, always, always shocked 
when we connect them to the devices, we do the scans in a couple of minutes. And then the next thing you know, they're hearing that they're 68% malnourished or 82% malnourished in vitamins and minerals and 50% malnourished in protein. And they're just as malnourished in their lipids as well because they aren't able to digest, absorb, and assimilate. Now, one of my famous sayings, you'll hear me say it all the time, probably on almost every show, is just because you chew and swallow does not mean you digest, absorb, and assimilate. And the minute your currency, your bank account, which is your nutrition status, runs low, every single aspect of functionality in your body is affected. So when it comes to collagen, it's really not any different. If we don't have adequate nutrition, we aren't able to manufacture collagen. And it really is that simple. Collagen is so striking because once it starts to go low in the body, it becomes very obvious because it shows up on our outer presentation on our meat suit, because it gives our skin strength and elasticity and also replaces dead skin cells. So when we're walking around somewhere in public and you look at somebody and you guess their age or try to guess their age, if they're prematurely aged, which means they're malnourished, those two go hand in hand, then it's something that's very obvious to see. Or the opposite is true. If you go somewhere and what comes to mind for me is a yoga studio or yoga classes. When I started practicing yoga 17 years ago or whatever it was, one of the things that really astonished me, I was so pleasantly surprised is for the most part, I would say 90% or greater of people who are active participants in the practice of yoga, I noticed that they are a group, no matter where you go. I will travel to different cities, different countries. When you go to a yoga studio, one of the things that is so predominantly apparent, at least it is to me, is that the aging process that you normally see just in your normal public venues and arenas is not anything near the same of what you see in a yoga studio. I discovered and being in the, in this realm as a yoga teacher for, I think somewhere around 20 years now, maybe a little bit longer, um, that they just, people in the yoga community just do not seem to age as fast and they uh, look much younger than their age on paper. And that was something really, really interesting to me that I noticed right away when I got into that community. So why is that? Well, I think there are a lot of reasons why that is. Um, some of them are pretty obvious. It's a regular exercise practice. It's really a very whole body comprehensive practice. If you know how to practice yoga properly, proper form, and I just found that the people who are attracted to yoga are typically people who are really conscious, really aware. They spend a lot of time in silence, connecting with themselves, connecting with, you know, the power of 
of God, uh, source creator, uh, however you would describe that, you know, they slow down a lot more. And they're also really interested in examining themselves on a very deep level and really getting to know themselves. And part of that process really ends up bumping up against health. You know, if you're really looking at self-help and self-love and taking care of yourself and all the output to do yoga, the physical strength and flexibility and all the things, right, to keep the body well and youthful and vital and in good shape, you know, nutrition is just a natural part of that mix. And so I think that's why those audiences typically look very different in general. Okay, so let's get a little bit more into collagen. So collagen is a combination of both non-essential amino acids and essential amino acids. And in particular, proline, glycine, glutamine, arginine. Those are some of the primary amino acids involved in collagen. But when you look really closely at collagen and its form, let's say under a high-powered microscope, it kind of looks like a rope. Um, and it, it has this order that it's put in. So, you know, it reminds me a little bit of when you look at the helixes of, you know, DNA. It's, it's a very, very particular formation. And collagen DNA is. And collagen shares that same type of very specific form. And each chain of collagen is over 1,400 uh, links of amino acids linked together. So it's, it's quite long. So there's this particular order, if you will, um, and how they are uh, made and put together. And it's a helical type of structure. And that's actually what makes up collagen. So one of the questions that I get very often is, what's the difference between collagen and collagen peptides? They're actually very similar in the sense that they contain the same set of amino acids and nutrients as collagen. But collagen peptides are a little bit different because they've gone through uh, the process of hydrolysis, which breaks them down into much shorter chains of proteins. And when you have uh, shorter chains of hydrolyzed collagen, uh, they seem to be easier for the body to access, to break down, to digest, which creates uh, more bioavailability. And so that allows them to be absorbed into the bloodstream and distributed to the body more easily than regular collagen protein. So that's a common question, and that is the answer and why sometimes people are more interested in getting a collagen peptide product when they're buying a collagen product, like in the nutrition aisle supplement in the store versus a collagen in general. Okay, we are going to take a short break. And when we return, I will continue discussing uh, aspects of collagen, skin, uh, anti-aging, 
when we get back. So sit tight and we'll see you soon. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break on Looking for Healing Radio. And real quick, before we get back into it, I just want to mention that if you were not able to catch any of our shows live, just know that all of our shows go to podcast typically a day or two after the live broadcast is complete. You can listen to any of the podcasts on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, or America Out Loud, and many more. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe and rate the show for us. Okay, so let's get back into it. We are currently on the topic of collagen. What is it? How do we improve it? And why is it important to us? So there are many different kinds of collagen. I'm not really sure that anybody really knows exactly how many there are. Um, I don't know, it might be somewhere close to 15 to 20 different types of collagen. But the main types of collagen are categorized into type 1, 2, 3, 5, and 10. But hence, 1, 2, and 3, most of the collagen in the body is composed of those. And that's the first three numbers are obviously why they're numbered that way. So about maybe 80% or, or a little bit higher than that of most of the collagen in our body are of those types. So type one collagen makes up most of the collagen in the body. And type one is the most abundant uh, in the body. Uh, It is, makes up things like tendons, ligaments, skin, uh, bones. It also helps form the GI tract and is responsible for giving skin its its quality, right? Where it's elastic, but yet it holds tissue in a formation so that it's nice and firm and supple. So the most important aspect of type one is that it is the strongest and most abundance. 
and probably hence probably why it was assigned to be number one, type one. Now there's type two, and type two is primarily primarily used with the manufacturing of cartilage. And cartilage is found mainly in connective tissue. So this type of cartilage has a strong connection to the health of our joints. And then we've got type three with associated with organs and skin mainly. This is the cartilage that gives skin its elasticity and firmness. And that's what everybody's really concerned about with collagen. It is also the primary type you find throughout the vascular organs and the heart. And then we get into type four. And type four is an interesting collagen. It forms the basal lamina layer of extracellular matrix that is secreted by the epithelial cells that forms the tissue that surrounds organs, muscles, and fat. It also lines the digestive organs and the respiratory, respiratory organs. And then we've got type five and type five is found in the placenta of pregnant women. It's also found in hair, and it's also found in the surfaces of cells. And then the other next one we have is type 10, and that's involved primarily with new bone formation of articular cartilage, which is a type of connective tissue that we find in joints. So now you can understand getting a little better idea of collagen and that there's different types and that it's organized into different kinds of matrix uh, formation and that it is found in different parts of the body. Why people are so interested in collagen and why they are seeking collagen as I will categorize it as an anti-aging supplement or nutrient. Uh, for performance as well. Uh, there's, there's many different reasons, but mainly collagen is associated with our, our vanity is what I would say. So collagen does play a really important role. And one thing about collagen that you always typically hear and read, and this is something that I don't agree with, and I'll share why I don't agree with it, is that collagen declines with aging. Collagen declines with aging. We hear this all the time. And mainly, remember, most of our nutrition information, whether you realize it or not, comes from marketing. I said this before on so many different uh, shows that I've done. If you really pay attention to that, you'll find out that when you're reaching into the recesses of your mind, if you're chatting with a friend about nutrition and health, most of the information that you will spout out is relative to the information that you've heard on or on or through marketing ads or advertising. So the one interesting thing about collagen is that it's not just specifically related to these proteins, this discussion, this whole discussion of what I just uh, went through. So there's another huge important piece to this. So when we're talking about aging, 
what's really happening to humans as they are living longer on planet Earth is that they are progressively becoming more malnourished. And so what people see as aging is really actually the human body slowly decomposing as a result of being malnourished. So let's talk about that for a minute. I'll say it another way. If you provide a human body with adequate nutrition and that body doesn't experience any type of deficiency of either macronutrients or micronutrients, then you will not see that body age anywhere near the likes of what we see in the general public. So yes, collagen is wonderful. Yes, it's necessary. Yes, it does a lot of things for us. Yes, we've all seen these ads of the befores and after for a specific collagen uh, product, usually in advertising that they're trying to sell. But there's a lot more to this story than what they're actually telling us. So there's a lot more to forming structures in the body. Collagen is one of those structures, any kind of form or structure in the body than just collagen. There's a lot of vitamins and minerals that get incorporated into the matrix or into the build um, of collagen that's involved in this process And it's not just collagen alone. So why would I say something like that? Well, when we get clients that come to visit our wellness center in Las Vegas, the first thing we do is do our assessment and evaluation. And part of that assessment and evaluation includes whole body scans. It includes live blood analysis, and it also includes thermography. And so through looking at live blood and through looking at the whole body scans, we're able to get a really good idea of the degree of deficiency that that particular individual is undergoing or experiencing. And the first process that you do whenever you heal a body from anything, and I mean anything, is you have to first build the foundation. And the foundation is nutrition. And so the first thing that is done is the build out of a supplement protocol that's provided to the client. And it's not just any supplement protocol, it's completely personalized. Because after we collect all of our data from that particular individual's body, we now understand exactly what's going wrong, what's going right, what are the strongest organs, what are the most compromised organs. And for those organs that are the most compromised, why are they compromised and what part of the biochemistry are those organs not performing and why? And once we see all of this data and this information, we can see the deficiencies. And it's not just important to see the deficiency you have to see the degree of deficiency. Is somebody mildly deficient? Are they moderately deficient? Are they really in an extreme deficiency situation? 
because when you're creating a supplement protocol, you really have to know that information because you have to dose when you're using food or supplements and making any recommendations. You have to dose, if you will, meaning uh, provide the amount of that nutrient in the right amount in order to recover the nutrition. If you don't give enough of that particular nutrient that the body needs, and it needs a lot if it's extremely deficient, and it might not need as much if it's a mild deficiency. But either way, you have to see the degree of deficiency in order to know how much of the nutrient to provide. And so once you know that information, then you have to be very crafty about you how you recommend that person ingest that nutrient. Because the body always has limitations just because of the design of how it is made. Uh, limitations relative to its capacity to absorb, digest, absorb, and assimilate. You can't just, you know, throw 10 million milligrams of vitamin C, and I'm being kind of silly here, uh, of vitamin C into the human body. Uh, some of it will be, there'll be uptake of some of it. And then the majority of it will just be excreted. So when you're working with supplements and nutrients, you really have to be very crafty and, and understand how to calculate the amount to actually provide or dose to that individual so that they can recover the stores of that nutrient in the body. I get a lot of people that come into the office, we do their scans, and they're just a little bit flabbergasted because they'll say, well, how could I possibly low in, be low in, you know, CoQ10. I've been taking it for seven years. And I'll say, ah, okay. So you weren't taking the right amount, the right dosage. Perhaps you weren't digesting, absorbing, and assimilating it because you're also deficient in other minerals and vitamins that are needed to actually allow the full um, uptake of CoQ10 to allow the delivery and to allow the absorption to its target tissues. So there's a lot more involved than just, oh, I'm short in this and I'm short in that and I'm deficient in this and deficient in that. Um, if it were that simple, um, you know, people would not need to reach out to folks like myself to figure these kinds of things out. Because like I said, usually when I'm working with clients, they're taking a lot of nutritional supplement products. So when we do their evaluation and assessment and, and see what's going on in their whole body scans and they're extremely malnourished, they're just kind of fabric, uh, um, just, uh, what's the word? <laughs> they're kind of just blown away actually by the degree of deficiency they have because they feel as if they've really done their due diligence to put together a supplement protocol based on usually information they receive from advertising as to what's necessary, what a body needs, uh, what's important. But it's really important to understand that you only want to provide the body what is missing. And when you provide that, you have to provide it in the right way to the body so you get the highest uptake. And you don't want to be spending your money and taking supplements 
or things that you're not deficient in and the body doesn't need. That also creates its own level of imbalances. You know, if your magnesium level is normal and you keep taking high doses of magnesium, it gets to a point where it taps out um, because the body only needs so much and will only absorb so much. And so if you take more than what you need, the body will excrete it. But also the other thing to think about is all nutrients are in relationship to each other. So when you're taking any nutrient, any vitamin, any mineral, each one of those has its partner vitamin and minerals that it requires for its appropriate uptake. So if you're deficient in calcium and you're deficient in vitamin K and you're deficient in boron and you're deficient in phosphorus, for example, well, then just because you're taking that, you know, that simple dose, just that one mineral of magnesium, you're not going to be getting what you think you're getting because the uptake, absorption, transport, all of that is not actually able to happen without the community of, a, of other vitamins and minerals uh, that are necessary as well for the uptake. So when we come back around to collagen, how is this relevant to all the other nutrition that I'm talking about in the moment? Well, the first thing that we do with clients is assess their nutrition status, build out a supplement protocol so it's all very highly personalized, and send them off uh, for a couple of months so that they work on taking their supplement protocol so we give their body time to increase their nutrient status in their bodies. Now, pretty much never do I have collagen on their initial protocol. Now, that may sound shocking to many of you. It's like, wow, isn't that so obvious? Collagen would be the first thing that you would put in. Mm, not exactly. I'm going to go back to the whole first uh, part of the podcast. What did we talk about? What was I sharing with you? This amino acid, this protein, you know, this structure of collagen, this type of collagen. Well, if you can't even digest and absorb and assimilate protein, then I assure you, you will be deficient in amino acids. And if you're deficient in amino acids, you sure as heck aren't going to be making collagen. So what we actually see is that we build out the nutrition supplement protocol. It's primarily, primarily of vitamins and minerals that are deficient. We send people off, you know, maybe four, five, six months. They stay consistent with the protocol. We give them directions on what to take, how to take, when to take this on an empty stomach, this an hour before you eat, this two hours after you eat, whatever it might be, so that we get the greatest uptake in the body. And therefore, we move towards repletion as quick as we can. And guess what I start to see? People come back, we do rescans, you know, we look at the blood again. And what we see with just the administration of the vitamins and minerals is they start manufacturing collagen again. So what does that tell you? It tells you that there's a lot involved more than just the specific proteins involved with 
the manufacture and production of collagen. You need your whole community. You need your cofactors because you can't, again, access the protein or build the proteins or actually have a warehouse high enough of the amino acids so that the body can actually manufacture the proteins it needs to make collagen. And the other reason why sometimes when uh, I'll have a client who will be on collagen, they'll, they'll go to the store, they'll buy a powdered collagen or they make bone broth or whatever it might be, and then they come to me for the first time or come to our center for the first time, and we will scan them and we will see that their collagen most of the time is pretty poor, their collagen manufacturing, and they're very confused because they've been taking collagen and making bone broth for the past two years, three years, and so they're not really understanding this whole process. So, or I'll get another situation where people will receive their supplement protocol and there isn't collagen on the protocol and they're a little bit confused and they're like, well, why, you know, my collagen was low. Why don't I have collagen built into my protocol? And most of the time I'll just say, well, you'll see, you'll see why that is. Just follow the instructions, hang out, stay with the program and, and you'll see what happens to your collagen manufacturing when you come back for your next rescan. Okay, I'm going to jump out here for a quick short break. And when we return, we will continue on with our discussion. So sit tight and be back in just a few minutes. While the cancel culture destroys our history, bringing crime and terror to city streets, AmericaOutloud.news will enhance its own message of love and honor for the American traditions and constitutional values that have always been the backbone of what America means, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Looking for Healing Radio is back with Nicola Burnett on this lovely Tuesday. 
Hey, I just wanted to say before we get back into it, uh, Looking for Healing Radio is on five days a week, Monday through Friday. Between my co-hosts and I, you can find a new show every day of the week. If while you're listening, a question pops into your mind, please feel free to submit your question by going to the nav bar on the Looking for Healing page. We would love to hear from you. All questions and comments are welcome. Okay, so we're talking about collagen here. Let's get back into it. I ended by sharing the information of how we work at the center here in Las Vegas. We do the whole body scans. We determine what deficiencies that body has, what dysfunctional chemistry is running. And in order to design a personalized program, a supplement protocol to recover that nutrition, uh, we need to gather that data and know exactly what's going on inside that particular body that we happen to be working with. And so I've made the comment that we don't actually put collagen on their protocols. We put them on their protocol, we put collagen on their protocol later. Later could be five months later, six months later, nine months later, or even possibly a year later depending on that individual and what they have going on in their body. So when we do a supplement protocol, it is mainly consists of vitamins and minerals. That's typically what we start with. Sometimes I get asked the question, well, why not protein powder? Why not collagen? Well, if we see in the scans that the person cannot even digest, absorb, and assimilate protein, and then we go and dump a bunch of collagen into the body at this beginning phase, they're not going to make collagen. They don't have the right ingredients and the right material to do it. So the way to boost your collagen, the only way to do this is to first have an evaluation and assessment, a, a full panel done of your nutrition status. And that's something that we do through the scans at the center. Once we see that data, then we are going ahead and building out a protocol, mainly of vitamins and minerals. We will let that person go on that protocol for usually somewhere between four to six months is the time frame that uh, we have them go before they come back in and have a rescan and have their blood looked at again. And then we can watch and see how much of their body stores have been repleted of their nutrition. So when we get somebody up to maybe about, oh, I don't know, 60 to 80% of their nutrition status restored in the body, that is the time to add collagen in, like a collagen supplement or a bone broth. Because at that point, now that we understand here after reviewing all the information, that collagen is basically made up of a matrix of proteins, which are amino acids. Once we get the vitamin and mineral content up, then we can see on the rescans that that particular individual is now actually digesting, absorbing, and assimilating their food, their lipids, their proteins, and their glucose. 
And once we see that, that is a strong indication that the nutrition status has built up quite significantly in the body. So now when we go and drop collagen into the body, now it can be utilized. Now it can be picked up. Now it can be delivered. And that's the point where collagen as a currency, if you will, is going to be valuable to the body. And that's the point where we're going to see uh, the collagen manufacturing in the body kick up quite a bit. So that's how we do it. And that's how we work at the center. I have found that if we drop collagen in, in the beginning, you don't get any results or very, very little. The payoff is very little. So I hope that all makes sense to all of you. And I hope that gives you some really good understanding and information on collagen and the best way to create a state where your body is manufacturing quite a bit of collagen. And once we have that information and we can put that to work, that's when you're going to see the anti-aging and that's when you're going to see the results. And that's when you're going to see some real changes in, you know, the skin or the nails are thicker, or get longer, or my what we hear a lot all the time is, I'm really, you know, I'm much better and I feel so much better and I'm really happy about this program, but I got to tell you, I have to go in and get my hair cut so often because it's growing so fast that I'm, you know, I'm kind of annoyed by that. <laughs> when I hear that, I will just laugh and say, wow, that's a, that's a great problem to have. Okay. So just for fun, I, I'm, I have this thought just come to me. And that thought was, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just, I'm, I've got a computer sitting right in front of me. I'm going to go ahead and just randomly pull up an article. And the article, I'm, I'm going to do a search and the search says, you know, what should I eat to, for, to improve my collagen? That's, just give me a minute here. I'm going to pull something up. Ah, and here we go. Here's an article. Okay, so the first item that's listed is bone broth, and we've already talked about that, so that's pretty obvious and apparent as to why that would be recommended. Another second food, I'm just going through this article, uh, is chicken. Let's see, third food is fish. I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, egg whites. That's the next one. Now, citrus fruits, isn't that interesting? There's a picture here on the article that I'm looking at of somebody cutting into a grapefruit. So that's interesting. I bet you never thought of a grapefruit when you're thinking about improving your collagen. Next food we have listed is berries, like raspberries, blueberries. Next food, fruit we have is tropical fruits. Uh, so mango, kiwi, pineapple, guava, things of that nature. Ah, the next one that's listed, this is very interesting, is garlic. Now, I'm sure none of you think about garlic when you're thinking about improving your collagen status. Let's see, next food we have is leafy greens. And then we've got beans here on the list. We've got cashews. We've got tomatoes. I'm just scrolling through the list. Random article I just looked up, bell peppers. 
Okay, so those are just, I just did a search in the search bar, what food can I eat to improve my collagen? Now, the point I want to make about this and doing this random little exercise is again, going back to, can you go to a store and just pick up a collagen supplement, start taking it and have your collagen improve? Well, probably not is the answer. Because again, if you have nutrition deficiency globally of macronutrients and micronutrients, your body's not going to be interested in manufacturing collagen. And that's another thing that I will mention. You know, just like you get up in a day and the first thing you do is organize your day. Everybody typically does that. And maybe people stop and think about what they need to do, what the priorities are. Maybe they write a list on their phone, grab a post-it note with a pen. And when you write your priorities, you're going to write your priorities one through 10, let's say, or one through six, however long your day is going to be, or what you're going to have time to do. And why do you use those numbers? What is What are you going to write on number one? The most important thing that has to be done that day is going to go in position number one. It's not going to go in position number 10. And then the second most important thing that you've got to get done that day, maybe pay a bill before a deadline or something like that, will go in position two. And, and so on and so forth. So when you're looking at human biology, you're looking at biochemistry, you're working with somebody uh, looking to help them improve their health and their overall nutrition status, you have to look at it the same way because that's how the body looks at it. So the first top three organs that the body is going to spend its resources on like when we, when we administer or provide somebody with their nutrition program, it'll probably surprise you. Number one, cardiovascular. Number two, skeleton. And number three, liver. And you'll notice collagen manufacturing and production was not on that list. The body isn't really interested in how youthful or attractive you look or how good you look in a bathing suit in the spring or summer or, you know, how good you look in your wedding dress on your wedding day. Your body could care less about that. You care about that, but your body doesn't care much. It's interested in keeping you alive. Doesn't really care if you look pretty as long as you're alive. And so what we see in the chemistry uh, at the center, again, when we're building out these nutrition protocols and programs, is that collagen production typically kicks in later down the list. So I mentioned a list of priorities, one through 10. That collagen manufacturing is going to kick in somewhere around maybe um, number eight, of importance as far as the resources it's going to direct and when it's going to direct those resources. In other words, that's another way of saying why when you go and buy a collagen supplement, a powder and start taking it, you probably don't notice much because your body's got other priorities, there are other organs in the body that are really struggling and not working right. And those are the organs that are relative to keeping you alive. So 
that is how the the reality of how human biology, uh, how biochemistry, um, how the body actually really works. And one of the things I love about my job is that I don't have to guess with the equipment we use and the techniques we use. I'm never guessing at what's going on in this body ever, ever, ever. I know exactly what pathways are working. I know exactly which ones aren't. I know exactly what deficiencies people have and the degree of deficiency they have. I can see all of the biochemistry. So it's very easy and simple for me to know exactly what it is that we need to do when we build out a personalized program. So going back to this article that I pulled up with all these random foods, the reason why it seems so random, what would a grapefruit have to do with collagen? What would a berry have to do with collagen? Some of the other things are obvious. What would garlic have to do with, with collagen? They're all nutrients. Here's what I want to close the show with and want you to remember. What do you need to manufacture collagen? The answer is every single nutrient under the sun, boron, biotin, silica, sulfur. That's why they listed the garlic, because garlic is very high in sulfur. So we need all of these compounds. That list I read off named, it, it was nuts, it was meat, it was tomatoes, it was vegetables, it was leafy greens, it was fruits, it was everything you need to be healthy. And the reason why they listed all these foods is because, once again, what do you need to manufacture collagen? every single nutrient under the sun. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what I will close this topic of collagen. Why we love it, why we want more of it uh, on this podcast or on this live broadcast today. I thank you so much for spending the hour with me. And I do hope that you're feeling inspired, educated, and hopeful that no matter what you may be dealing with from a health perspective, there is always a natural solution. And I mean always that may completely remedy and or significantly improve your health issue. That is the message I'm hoping to convey through these discussions of natural healing. If you'd like to learn more, I invite our listening audience to visit our website, at www.backtobalancelv, LV as in lasvegas.com, to find out more about what we do at the center here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Until then, blessings and abundance with your health and your life. This is Nicola Burnett signing off from Looking for Healing Radio.